0: you have to be passionate you have to do it and you have to make the mistakes to mm-hmm. be successful yeah so i don't regret it i mean we'll be in that child we'll be able to know a bit we was like trying to pull customers in sometimes didn't have the rent money dodging the people who was older i'm like oh we got to wait we get a couple of sales <laughs> no marlo's not in right now she'll call you back <laughs> i love you. and at the time um we had some great customers though i had Josh smith's wife uh um alex she Mm. shot with me he was a a basketball player here toria wright she was a big time customer her and reginae regina was a little old baby then think about this this was years ago Uh, eva at the time who was on our show Uh eva was a a client of mine jazzy faye would always come in and buy our candles so we had amazing things Mm -hmm. but to be honest. I didn't know what, we didn't know what we were doing. But Girl. you made
1: it work. But I made it work, yeah. I did. to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast where we talk about all things giving ghetto, okay? Because listen, being a CEO is very ghetto and you look on Instagram, they're talking about the glitz, the glamors, the the G-wagons and all the things, but ain't nobody talking about the grief, the heartbreak, the, the heartache and all the things, right? But today, I got a very special guest and I cannot wait, wait till you hear from this young lady, but before I do that, I need you guys to like Comment and subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review. Let us know that you are loving this, so we can keep bringing you different guests. And make sure you shop your ghetto CEO merch. But listen, I'm talking about merch. But we got the fashionista in the house today. Okay, she is fashion. All right, but today we have Miss Marlo Hampton. Welcome Yay. to the couch.
0: Well, the couch is amazing. I'm about to go to sleep on the couch. Listen,
1: okay, <laughs> now listen. You came in regular marlo fashion with your own oh. blanket the Hermes blanket. oh stop
0: and i was gonna bring the orange one i should have yes. the match your top
1: <laughs> yes i love it well you don't need an introduction but the people that's been under a rock let mm-hmm. them know who you are
0: well my name is marlo hampton uh plenty a lot of you all would know me from royal housewives of atlanta um i'm just fabulous i'm here i'm authentic i'm from saint petersburg florida i've been here in georgia now about 19 years and um, what you see is what you get. A yes. lover of fashion.
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm super excited to have this conversation today because I don't think a lot of people get to hear about Marlo, the entrepreneur <clears throat> that we hear about Marlo, the girl on the Real Housewives, wow. Atlanta, you know what I'm the saying? drama, the past, yes. the negativity in the yes. fashion. Yeah. So tell them about your business. I know mm-hmm. you got a couple of them. I do. Okay. So I... let, let's dive into that story.
0: Okay. So you want to get right into business. Yeah. So, you know what, I'm going to just take you down memory lane. Okay. Just um, a lot of people don't know how much of a hustler I am. Mm-hmm. And kind of like how you say, CEO, ghetto, I just believe everyone should have a hustle. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it ain't just the streets. It's just you have to have that passion. You yeah. have to get up and make things happen. And I feel that coming from such humble beginnings, mm-hmm. you know, my mom on drugs yeah. and food stamps yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I had to learn how to work and what right. to do to make money. I would sell, uh, freeze cups, make me some yeah. Kool-Aid and yeah. sell them in the neighborhood. So it's like I always just had that hustle mentality. Right. So when I left, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, mm-hmm. I came to Atlanta. And Atlanta was faster than St. Pete. Yes. I got here, I'm like, oh, my God, it's celebrities. And what really freaked me out, a lot of people went to strip clubs here. That was yes. it. So the one girl I met, she was like, you want to go to? I'm like, oh, Lord, what's she trying to get me? I didn't know what. You know, I'm from, this, what, 19, 20 years ago. And yes. I'm like, we didn't go to the strip clubs back right. home. If you went to the strip clubs back home, you went the a guy. And that was really rare, yes. you know. Yes. So long story short, I came here. I'm working at Harold Penner. Okay. I was working at Harold Penner on Candler Road Okay, when I first came here. And the manager, Wendy Hall, from um, Harold Penner in Tampa, mm-hmm. got me to be able to transfer. And then she ended up being the manager. So I was over there at Harold Penner at, what is the name of the mall? South to Cap Mall mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Candler Road? Is yeah. it South to Cap? I'm
1: not sure. Oh, green Brow? Yeah,
0: it's so v- not Green Brow, but I want to say it was South to Cap. Okay, okay. So I was working over there at Harold Penner. And I had fun. It was nice. And it was kiddo, you know, (laughs) like where I'm from in St. (laughs) Pete. And I'm like, you know what? I want something better. I said, I want more. I just left the hood. I got in trouble in the hood. I just know Atlanta has to have a better side. Yeah. So I came over and, um, I lived over off of, uh, Roswell Road. Okay. And I went to Lenox Mall. Yeah. And I, I said, Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is, this i This on it. I need to change. This yes. is the change I need. Yes. So I'm like, Oh, how am I going to get over here at this Lennox Mall? But you know, think about it. I just moved here. Mm. Got hired. I had to wait <laughs> until I can get over. I'm like, Oh, this is just feel rich and glamorous. Yes. I need to be over here. That was the vibe. It was the vibe. Do you <laughs> hear me? So I ended up, um, at the time when I was at Harold Penner, I'm gonna just go in uh, order. Mm-hmm. When I was at Harold Penner, I went and visit there. That was always on my mind to get to Lennox. Okay, but I ended up just going to FedEx. Can go somewhere and I printed up some little cards, rare okay. cards. It said, "If your style isn't becoming to you, you should be coming to me." Mm. I did that. I went. Uh, I heard so much still about the strip clubs. So I went and I got my license over off Beaufort to become a bartender. Mm, okay. So I was bartending by well, waitress first at okay. uh, Goosebumps. Okay. I don't know if you, you know that. That was 20 years ago. ago. <laughs> Goosebumps and there was popping celebrities. I'm like, wow, you know, yeah. we didn't have all that in yeah. St. Pete. Yeah. The celebrities, the basketball players would come in and one guy would tip me every week. He would give me like $200. He said, because... I want to make sure you don't start dancing. Mm-hmm. He said, you're just such a nice girl. Then another guy would tip me like $100 every week because he said he would bet his homeboy that I was going to be dancing. Yeah. So he said, everybody <laughs> come in here and say they a waitress and they're going to bartend. Then next thing you know, they're on the stage. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if I could dance, my a mother would have, but i got two left feet. So I'm like you know, I <laughs> could stay down here. I'm <laughs> just being very fashion forward yeah, yeah, yeah. as a, a bartender and a waitress. Yeah, yeah. And when I tell you, girl, I would go in there with my bag. I'd go in the back room with the girls. Put on my diamond bow tie. Oh, I would be the waitress or bartender that was fabulous. Yes, All I my uh, bar, uh, um, can openers and bar openers was blinged out. Mm. It was just always to where you were going to remember me. And to me, that yeah. was a hustle, too. I didn't just go in and say, oh, I'm just going to bartend. Right. Oh, I'm just going to waitress. No, you're going to remember this waitress. You're going to remember this bartender. Right. So then from there, I finally got a job over at Lennox. Mm-hmm. I was at uh, R&B. Okay. I not be Atlantic Small. I was so excited. Oh girl, life had changed. I could dress <laughs> up then, <laughs> yes. different. You know, I was speaking a little better and just I just felt rich, girl, over yes. there. But it was amazing because I was around it was around a different caliber of people. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it was. So mm-hmm. it made me want more and be like, wow, I can be in this surroundings. I can do this. What do you do to shop here? How can you shop here and right. afford this? And right. the people I met, it just made me want more yes. to thrive. I so that. Uh, one habit I have I can shop I can spend a lot of money (laughs) a lot of clothes and stuff that I don't need and working there getting a discount just made it even worse it was next level yeah so then working there working in the mall for uh, a while I talked to one of my girlfriends I said we spent a lot of money shopping Mm because she was one of my big customers and I worked on commission Mm -hmm. we used to have a little book and this book I write down your name I come in I remember you and I call you when new things come in and Mm -hmm. I send you pictures so I said to, her, I said, Heather, we need to open a store. I said, we need our own store. We're just giving these people all our money. Yeah. We could be buying our own stuff and have, you know, buying our own clothes and yeah. selling it. So I don't know what the hell I'm doing now. Keep in mind, I ain't <laughs> never had my own business. <laughs> right. I'm just, I got a hustle and I want to work and yeah. I did print up these cards and, uh, Young Jock and Jazzy Fair were some of my first customers. Okay. okay. Cause at the time, yeah, Jock's wife, I used to, um, Young Jock really was my first because I worked at R&B and BB Atlanta. Okay, okay. And at the time, think about this was 19, 20 years ago. Young mm-hmm. Jock had a lot of um, different groups. Right. And he came in and he was like, I like your style. You know, uh, you know I want you to dress my group. So I would mm-hmm. just be shopping for him whenever they called. I met his wife at the time, uh, Alex, and we connected. And I always do personal shopping for them. Yay. Met Jazzy Fay back then. He would come in and he always supported anything I was doing introduce introduced. The people to personally shop for them as well so mm-hmm. it was just like yes i'm in a whole it was just a great energy back right. there I Atlanta was different i'm then. in the mix i'm doing yes it was so much going on yeah. so now to get back on uh topic when i tell my girlfriend we have to start open our own business mm-hmm. so that weekend i'm like girl we're going to get us a store Go in Linux because you know I work. I'm like, we're gonna get us a store right here in Linux. I ain't think about how much it costs. I don't know nothing. I don't know where the hell we're gonna buy the clothes I from. Yeah. I just know I can be an art and be a R&B, uh, BB too. Yes. Yeah. So I go there, child, just just, looking like you two little black girls. No, ma'am. No, you can't afford it. Uh, Anyway, we never got a call back. So I'm like, Heather, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. We're going to go over to Perimeter. I said, that's another mall they got here. So Mm -hmm. we go over to Perimeter. Met with the lady. I can't think of her name, but she met with us. We had dressed up with our outfits on. Probably had about a good $6,000 to our (laughs) name. Trying to go over to uh, to a mall and get a brick and mortar. So we're over there. The lady said, well. You know, you can just say, what, what about this little kiosk? You remember they had little kiosks and all? Uh, they still uh, have yeah. They still do the kiosks. I'm like, Lord, I did say i want my own business. But I really don't want to be out here in yeah, the kiosk, kiosk all day. <laughs> I don't I want to at. be out here, Lord, but if this is where you said I got to
1: start from.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the lady just showing us that you can be here, you can be here, because she ain't even showing us a brick and mortar, like a space. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's like, they can't afford I'm like, well, ma'am, do you have a storefront, like one of your locations? She's like, yeah, but well, they're really expensive. I'm like, okay, it's no problem. Just, you know, can I see what you have available? So the lady shows us a space right next to Nordstrom's uh, cafe. Mm. I'm like, okay, and how much is it? And she tells me how much it is and how the look like, girl, what the hell is you doing? You know, we can <laughs> I'm like, we'll take it. This is what we're going to do. We'll take this. <laughs> Period. Girl, I, I love fashion. Yeah, I'm passionate about fashion. Yes. It has to work. It, it has gonna to work. work. It got to work. I mean, I don't know about the. I got to decorate. I <laughs> think about that. I need a cash register. Yes. <laughs> I was being ghetto at yes. the time, but I was passionate. Yes. about it got to It got to work. Long story short. It came together. We okay. got it decorated. I didn't even know how the heck we was gonna get clothes in there. We got it decorated. So that was good. I'm good on that. I'm yes. good on decorating okay. stuff. My walk, by got- okay. walk by
1: faith. Okay. Walked by faith, baby. Yes.
0: So then um at the time, Bow Wow mom, mm-hmm. Teresa. Okay. She had a boutique at um she had a boutique at Atlantic Station. Okay. And I was the only other black woman I knew at the time that had a boutique. And mm-hmm. she saw what I was doing, was like, Congratulations. She would come by and visit but the key was getting merchandise into where the store was full mm-hmm. so we were called different vendors and i'm like yeah um i was like i like to play so stores." She's like yeah well you need to do a size run little size run you gotta do everything <laughs> oh i just can't get two 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 it's pair soft. eights and two this and, <laughs> like no ma'am you got to do from zero to 12. Yes. so it was just it was a learning Ooh, experience yes. and it's something i still recommend to just do it because yeah. you have to be passionate. You have to do it. And you have to make the mistakes to yeah, be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't regret it. I mean, we'll be in that child. We'll be in that. You know, it was like trying to pull customers in. Sometimes didn't have the rent money, dodging the people who was older. I'm like, oh, we got to wait. Till we get a couple of sales. <laughs> no, Marlo's not in right now. She'll call you back. <laughs> I love you. And at the time. um, we had some great customers, though. Yes. I had Josh Smith's wife, uh, um, Alex. She mm. shot with me. He was a, a basketball player here. Toria Wright. She wow. was a big-time customer. Her and Reggie Regina was a little baby then. Think wow. about this. This was years ago. Yes. Uh, Eva, at the time, who yes. was on our show. Uh-huh. Eva was a, co- a client of mine. Jazzy Faye would always come in and buy our candles. So we had amazing things. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I didn't know what... We didn't know what we were doing. But Girl. you made it work. But I made it work. Yes. I did. And... As time went by and money improved, then I learned things. I took classes and I got on a flight and I went to New York to trade shows yeah. and I got familiar with people. And at the time, you know, we couldn't, you had to do net 30s, Child, We right. had to pay cash. Right. Cause we couldn't, we have no Duns and Bradstreet yeah. number, and no business credit. But once we did get that, yeah. we got that. And you form those relationships with the vendors and mm-hmm. you pay your bills on time. So that's how Marlo really got started in Atlanta. So while I'm there, mm-hmm. One day Princess, I don't know if you've ever heard of Princess. Mm-hmm. She was like a producer of okay, Real yeah, Housewives yeah. of Atlanta yeah, yeah. original. So she walked in the store one day mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, so you're the fabulous Marlo hear some. Oh yeah, I've been that girl. Yeah. Not Housewives. No. Way before Housewives. No. I've been that girl, okay? Yeah, okay. Been, okay. Her. okay. been her. Been <laughs> her. So uh, I was in every elite circle you wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. All the Jazzy Bell magazines. I have a stack. One day I said I was just going to go through them and post them and show these girls. Like, girl... I've been here. I'm, I'm her still. We're all, yes. We're both her.
1: Yes.
0: So uh, she comes in and she's like, so you're the Marlo. I've heard so much about the mm-hmm. fabulous Marlo, the this and that. I'm like, oh, I'm her, yes. So that's how I got uh, involved with Real Housewives of Atlanta.
1: I love that. And I think, you know, one, <laughs> I love that you're telling your story because if you watch the show, mm-hmm. a lot of people think of Candy as the only business owner, right? Oh, yeah, and, you know, like, oh, she got the restaurants and this and that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, hold on. Marlo said, "I've been on there for ten years, and I've been making money even when I had a billionaire boyfriend. Okay,
0: still worked.
1: So, still
0: worked, and always worked. Do Cause he had to have
1: a job, right? I had so, to have a
0: job, and it was called the work. red carpet. Yes. And Joe Greco is, I love Joe. When I was in Tampa, I also worked at Nordstrom's too. Okay, okay. And Joe Greco was my manager at the time when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So he was now the store manager of that." um nordstrom's Mm -hmm. by perimeter and he came down he's like marlo hampton (laughs) i always knew you'll do something with fashion so it's important also how you treat people and how Mm -hmm. you lead people because i mean this man would come down sell us mannequins for red carpet anytime they had stuff at nordstrom so joe if you're anywhere watching thank you so much for those college days (laughs)
1: listen and i love that i think uh, one thing that people can take from this interview mm-hmm. is that you stuck with what you knew, like oh, fashion yeah. is in you. You know, it's, what I'm it's, saying? it's
0: like, in me. I mean, I'm telling you, if you draw my blood, it got to
1: say fashion. <laughs>
0: and I love it. And it's so it's so funny because people always will say you need to be a stylist. And that's what I started with because the hustle was like, but babe, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you, my brother. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I was so tired of people's opinions. They hire you. Yeah. I'm not like this. This, like, girl, you don't know how to dress. I'm the professional head. I have the expertise. Let me do this, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then you went from uh, Red Carpet Boutique to that's how I met Prentice and mm-hmm. uh, got on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. And then when I got to Real Housewives of Atlanta, I was like, yes, this is going to be fun. We're going to meet with the girls. And we're going to sit on this couch and we're going to go <laughs> over lines. And I'm like, oh, shit, this shit is real. There no lines. <laughs> we really don't like each other. Right. We're being messy. and yes. We're arguing and fussing. And oh, my God. But at the time when I was, it took a couple of years because at mm-hmm. first, of course, I was on the arguing and fussing and being a fool because I was yeah. new to it. I didn't right, know. Right. I went in blind. I was like, let's use this platform for other things. Yes. And with me growing up, being raised in five different foster homes, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is another passion I have. Yeah. I remember being the little girl who wanted love attention, who mm-hmm. wanted stability, yeah. who was embarrassed because I wasn't dressed cute. You yeah. know, I was dressed and had my little Jericho, my little pick on the side, yes. my high water on. I was tall and skinny little thing. Yeah. And. It was just to where I was like, okay, I'm gonna just start something, glam it up. I said, yeah. cause I like glam and my girls are gonna come and be glamorous Yay. because I wasn't glamorous in my foster home right, days. Right, right, right. I wanted it I saw it. And my mom used to get us the best little Goodwill clothes and mm-hmm. cute bows, but in foster care, they were not spending money on wear glam- right, glamour- right. me up. So I told my manager, Ty and Justin, I'm like, hey, I gotta do something with foster kids. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're gonna make it happen. So it started as an initiative. Okay. I didn't know anything about, you know, doing it as a foundation yet or right. 501, all that. So we did, um the initial, I was spending out of pocket everything. I would like reach out to foster homes and reach out to group homes and get the girls. And I remember not going to five-star meals. I'm like, you know what? When I did get money, I'm like, oh shit, now which one is salad fork and you yeah. eat from the inside out. I'm like, let me teach these girls these things. Mm-hmm. Let me teach these girls to how to get size for a bra. Mm-hmm. I took them to New Marcus. They did their bra sizings. Oh, I amazing. called down a banker from, um, I think it was Bank of America, had to teach them about credit because credit is so so Important, so important, and that's something as adults now we don't know. Credit is sure. important, right. get it. Who who was that song? It was it, um, Biggie Sam, the five commandments. Yes, yes, that credit, yes. you better get yes, it, yes, get yes, it. It's yes. important because you literally can have not a dollar to your name mm-hmm. or just waiting to get a check next month. If you have that credit, you got 30 days to pay it, right? right. So just don't ever go over 30 days late, okay. don't ever do that. Just <laughs> give up, if you go over 30 days, late it's just over with for yeah. you, okay. So it's just really, imp- it was important for me to start doing something that I love. And it's it's something that's not rehearsed. It's something mm-hmm. that's not, oh, you got to say this. It's yeah. something that I'm just passionate about.
1: And I, I love that because I think a lot of times, well, what I'm seeing with your story, everything that is leading you back to your real purpose, mm-hmm. it was what, start, what you started with. It mm-hmm. started with fashion. It started with you being in a foster care system, but you're using that to fuel your purpose. And Absolutely. I think- A lot of entrepreneurs can really take from that, right? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes just searching and searching and searching, but just look Mm -hmm. inside of yourself.
0: You have to, because there's so much there. And I'm a humble person. Even Mm -hmm. on the show, you may not see it as much. But where I'm at now, I have evolved over the 10 years being on the show. It's like, you know what? Share my story. Tell people who I am, where Mm -hmm. I come from, because... They only see the fashions and the label and me yelling and screaming on the show. And another thing, they try and hold you to your past. So that's why it's so important to know what you're doing now in life and think about what you're doing because it will hunt you and follow you. And every morning I wake up and I look at my nephews, I'm like, I just thank God for them because a lot of decisions I make now in life. I think about them. It's like, okay, you can't do this. Now, you would have did this, but how would these boys look at it? Or Mm -hmm. they'll even say something. I have Michael Hill with me today because I want him to come with me more to see what auntie does because I know he's reading blogs. Oh, she's this. She don't got a (laughs) job. I don't brag about everything I do. I don't have to do. I know what I do from the heart, from passion mm-hmm. i know i tell these boys he has on a sweatshirt now look let's come up with a t-shirt line you need to yeah. make some money because yeah. they're gonna have a hustle too okay Period. you're gonna be around everybody gonna, hustle. A hustle. <laughs> everybody gonna make a check we're yes. not worried about if someone is praising you for it i'm worried about is it going to that bank account if you're yes. doing right by god and treating people right yes. that's all I'm, that's where I, and i learned that on my own yes. until i met my foster grandmother ari you know yes. towards the end so it's like i had to survive by myself mm-hmm. you know growing up on the streets of St. Pete, I survived the streets yeah. so I tell people all the time baby I'm very successful right because <laughs> I mean if you look back of what I've went through I'm not supposed to be sitting here on the couch with you darling mm-hmm. this luxury studio yes. not not Marlo Hampton coming from jail from a mother on drugs yes. from just all my hiccups in life mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be sitting here with you today
1: I love it. so I, love I
0: am it. though so that's what you know and, and
1: you was. gonna stay here okay oh yeah I'm I gonna stay it. here. it's <laughs>
0: up from here it's, <laughs> it's just up from up, here. Up, up, here. Up,
1: It is up. But you know, one thing that I talk about with all of the things, because sometimes people feel like you have access to things and being Mm -hmm. a CEO becomes easier. And I know the access doesn't always provide ease just Mm because you have a platform, just because you're on TV. So tell us, what is the, when you think about being a CEO as ghetto, the most Mm -hmm. ghettoest thing that you've had to grow through or go through as a CEO, what would you say that is?
0: Most ghetto thing. Let me see. It may be a uh, large, I mean, not. long is my large archive? though. I know it hasn't been archived yet. <laughs> I am a little ghetto there too because I pick and choose who I want to rent my clothes <laughs> out to, but I'll tell you about that. But it would have really been red carpet. Okay. Based. okay. Me not having a dollar dodging them people when they call for their money. Yeah. Because it was, you know, you had, when they finally did, some vendors did go ahead and give us pieces and you had to pay within 30. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, we ain't sold the jeans yet. Yeah. We ain't sold all that. We don't have them, but we had to pay the rent here that we really couldn't right. afford. It. Uh getting that building knowing I ain't have the money yes. to do it. Yes, baby. Um just Surviving and hustling and figuring Ooh, it out. And another ghetto thing we used to always do, Lord Jesus, we'll pull down the gate and i be right back. I'll be back <laughs> in the hour. Just this ghetto. <laughs> oh, sitting in the back to rent to go get my nails done. Yes. People are calling yes. the uh, mall, finding us, yes. finding us. Uh, I remember one day, and this is the hustle in this ghetto too, because you know, we're in the mall. A lady wanted something I just started another store. Good Girl, I went to the store, I bought it, took the tag off, and get <laughs> told. The I lady. that's was in right. The back. I hit the back door. So it's just you gotta do what you gotta you do. You gotta do what it can you be gotta Giddo, do. But ghetto gonna make that money, and ghetto is gonna make you appreciate the yes. hustle is just what you've been Listen,
1: through Listen, and I think yeah. that I, I love that you told this story because a lot of times people nowadays, because we got social media, you mm-hmm. know, when you were when it you first different. started, it like this social media wasn't popping like yeah. this now. And so everybody's comparing themselves to other people. They're yeah. they're yeah. your it was our customer
0: one. service, mm. and it was your smarts and the, having the hustle, yeah. the mentality. Because yeah. we definitely didn't have the social media it's so easy now for this generation, and yeah. for us now too. But it's new to me still. Yeah, because it's a lot. I'm like, oh, do I want to post that? And it's like, that's the new damn world. Yeah. You got to post everything. Yeah. That's how we're sitting here not having a right. podcast. Right. Nobody would think about a podcast back in those no. days. It's like, oh. what is that? Right. So then too, just to get back into a couple, it was, um, so glam it up. I remember one day your studio, now your podcast reminds me another day, much as I love fashion, Uh I'm spending and buying everything. I mean, good Lord. I I just, I love it. So as money uh, increased, I went to buy more higher end pieces. Mm -hmm. But one thing about my pieces, people can think sometimes, oh, that's all she do. Talk about clothes and buy clothes. But my clothes are investment pieces. Mm -hmm. I bought a Louis Vuitton denim Supreme jacket for $2,000. You Google it now, it's worth $10,000. Wow, wow. I bought a little mini um, uh, Kelly. I just bought what it was the mini Kelly from Hermes. I paid $13,000 for it. Mm. You Google it right now, it's $30,000. And that was yes. as soon as I walked out the door, it's $30,000. Really? So... That it takes strategy,
1: not, though. Yeah. Like, and I think it's so funny because fashion is like, I guess, such a tangible thing. You think, oh, she's just a pretty girl. But for you to think like that, that takes strategy. That takes grit. That takes wine. Yeah. yeah. And how does it make sense? Right. Because I hear people
0: all the time. They're always saying, oh, is she just baby these clothes? Are, I've taught my nephews, my nephews even know about the value of a Birkin bag or a mm. Kelly bag and what to buy and don't get everything that's so trendy. Get things that, you know, you're going to have to read up on yeah. who they're seeing, what's coming out, what's hard to get one of 10 mm. Ten, you know, those are the pieces you want to invest in right. because it's something I love to do. Right. So with me making money from it, I want to see, be around these things that I love mm-hmm. and that I see and I know. You're not going to be able to get 10 different stores in everywhere. Right. I just bought a big, huge Louis Vuitton uh, pouch. And I want to say that was like 3000 That thing is going now for like 6000 I think. Oh my and it's goodness. rare. It's yes. not coming back again. Right, right. It's going to be, it's done after it's gone. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came up with L'Archive. Yay.
1: Yes. I was like, Tell you know Tell us what? about this.
0: Oh, L'Archive, this is my new baby. And I, mean, I may be real ghetto with L'Archive too, to be <laughs> honest. I, I'm not ghetto with it. So when we started the archive mm-hmm. in LA, when you go out there they have a lot of showrooms. Yeah. And I would always see people pulling clothes and renting clothes from the showrooms yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like really have that in Atlanta. We have one here, the Ivy. She's mm-hmm. another black owned business. Yes. Check her out as well. Spread the love. That's the only way you're going to win.
1: Yes.
0: So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start a large house where you can rent clothes out. Mm-hmm. And everybody looking at like, girl, what are you talking about? Who's going to rent your stuff? I'm like, who, would, who wouldn't who want to rent a $13,000 bag that's worth $30,000? Right, right. And Atlanta has the money yeah. and we have a lot of money here and talent here and TV shows here. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I just want to keep it in the entertainment business. Right. Okay. But like, I just did a deal with um, Netflix.
1: Okay, congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank
0: you, thank you. I'm waiting on the show to come out so you can see it. But Yay. they came in. When I tell you, they were not ghetto. yeah, They were real professional. <laughs> oh, we love, they we came love in, a good corporate God, Oh, that was very corporate. <laughs> Netflix, come yes, on back. Come back, please. <laughs> Maybe they were very professional. What I loved working with them, it was what I loved about working with them. Mm-hmm. They came in every single thing. I sent them over an email, you know, like a catalog of everything that I had. Okay. And they picked everything they wanted. They came in, they looked at it and evaluated it and picked it out. And the check was in the mail and they left out with everything. And they yes. returned everything as the way they received we it. We love it. So it's going to be on a movie. My, a lot of things in the closet when the movie comes out okay. It's from the archive.
1: Oh, wow. So I'm excited.
0: Suitcases, necklaces, earrings. That's a lot of things in this movie in the closet that's from the archive. You
1: know, I love that because this was just, this, they bought all this stuff just to prop it up. I know, just, just to prop it up, baby. And see, learning. listen,
0: when I first started, <laughs> I was reading out to just, if somebody called, yeah. said, I'm like, are uh-uh, you late returning my stuff? <laughs> stuff ain't coming back, right? Let me just yeah. keep my stuff in the entertainment yeah, business, yeah, red yeah. carpets, yeah. editorial. So, I mean, it's days Um, we'll go back and forth. My team, like, Marlo, you're missing money. Some money you just got to miss. Because I truly love my things. I go shop at La Archive. I go and I'm like, okay, I want these earrings. Or let me go see what Larchive Archive got. What am I going to put on? So it's important to me. And I love it because I know the worth. Mm -hmm. And I really want other people to rent from me who understands the value of it and if they don't at least let it go on the TV shows editorial Mm -hmm. with other stylists who understands it so for the people who are mad at me that I don't rent to them I don't return the emails because I am looking on that part (laughs) it's because just stop emailing me I just really want people in the entertainment business no harm but I really value my items I love them and I feel I just don't want you in the club smoking hookahs and Mm -hmm. uh, getting in fights and getting drunk with a $30,000 guy I'm sorry. It's just the archive is not for you.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and you gotta understand your you understand your audience. You understand who this this business is. And I don't
0: wanna start renting it to anyone Mm because then I'm gonna go down. My value it's not going to be where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I'd I rather move strong and slow and steady yeah. instead of just moving fast. fast and it's things. just, mm-mm, it's not for everybody. I'm not going to even, I won't even appreciate the things if I rent yeah. myself out to everybody.
1: Yeah. It's I love not, it. Like, I'm just it's not, not for everybody.
0: It's not. And I just, I just wrapped with Tommy uh, with Tammy Roman. I yes. love Tammy Roman Come on, on Tammy. Unfaithful. So okay. they hired me for Wardrobe, Solar Archive. We styled her I for about it. 20, 24 episodes. It was like a hundred and something looks so it's it a lot is. of things I'm doing I'm booked and busy uh, Listen, y'all okay? <laughs> better stop playing
1: with Marlo but I uh, mean <laughs> I'm gonna
0: start turning it up on y'all a yeah, little I'm gonna start showing it yes, more yes. and then to me it's so funny though mm-hmm. because I've been on the show for 10 years now let's keep in mind I probably wasn't getting paid the first two years Mm -hmm. but if not but definitely wasn't on that for free (laughs) so people just kill me when they're like well what did she do where did she get her money from baby I'm a hustler baby okay and I definitely have been getting a check and when Um, I go and I'm hosting at clubs if I walk in a room if I'm so I'm getting paid for that by the hour okay period
1: (laughs) and so so how do you feel like the show has the show had a positive impact on your career or do you feel like it was some negative things that happened with people not really understanding who Marlo truly is The show definitely has had negative and positive
0: but a lot of negative because people love to run with the negative mm-hmm. think about it our show yeah. is number one rated yeah. because it's negative and yeah. we have drama and we have black sisters on there fussing and fighting with each other yeah. people love the drama yeah. they love the negativity come on let's be honest you yeah. do love it I'll see the comments like oh we need more positive but well, how are we still number one <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I mean obviously some y'all yeah. liking about this negativity yeah, yeah. so the way i look at it with the hustle mentality i have my job may not be for you mm-hmm. it works for me though right. it works for me do i want better do i want to uh, sh- uh, show more positivity absolutely and right. that's why i have glam it up yeah and that's why now i do foster care fridays yeah. and that's why i always give back and yeah. i do marlo's closet and i also had started um years ago about six years ago six or seven years ago I was talking to my manager, Justin, I was like, hey, I want to give tips. People always in my comments ask me, what should I wear? Give us fashion tips. I'm like, you know what? Help the we're streets. Gonna Look, I'm helping the streets, baby. And guess what I did? I said, you know what? We're going to pre-sale some tickets. Uh-huh. Let's see how that works. Yeah. And when the tickets sold, I'm like, ooh, we're going to take this on a multi-tour. Come on. So I, we I? went to Houston. We went to New York. Yes. I did it right here in um, Atlanta. Yes. So we went to where I literally just met and greet with people and I gave them fashion tips. I
1: love it. And these. I mean, it
0: was showing them like, hey, you can do this Chanel, but you also can go and get this black jacket at Forever 21 on mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just, I'm working. Yes, I'm working. I'm agree. passionate about what I do. I'm not a bragger on it. You yeah. see it. And I mean, people, like you said earlier about the show, people take the negative with me and they run with that and they try and paint this bad picture or either I dated one white man,
1: mm-hmm. one. Because the show, I, how you thinking you had child, white men lined
0: up. Girl, I'm like, I dated <laughs> one white man in my life. And these people talking <laughs> about white men and yeah. white men, one, yes, one but people run with whatever scenario they want of yeah, you because they don't it. want to get to know you. Right. And that's why when you reached out, I'm like, I have to go there because at least you really want to get to know who yes. Marlo is. Yes. You weren't intimidated. You weren't judging me. You're like, let me find out. Is this really true, Marlo? Yes. What's really going yes, on? And yes. I appreciate that yes. as a black woman.
1: I love it. It's switching gears a little bit. I know that you are taking care of your nephews, right? You're a monty. I am you a got...
0: full-time monty, baby. <laughs> I
1: love it. So I talk about things that you go through with a ceo like you have to go through you got to go through therapy you got to go through highs Mm -hmm. and lows i know you're in life culture now Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people don't talk about the behind the scenes of being strong as a ceo and grief as a ceo right how did you handle some of the things that you were going through with this transition with your nephews um the different things that you've been through lately to still stay strong and build this business and be on reality tv because that's the thing it's
0: a lot child sometimes i'd be like no i ask god a I I'm like God. Am I really this strong? Yeah. <laughs> am I really, you really doing this to me? Right. I am not trying was, to be a strong. as I don't <laughs> got to be super hard, I do not. not. I think I'm a little weak. Thank you for know? yeah. the little too much on me. No, but it was so funny because I had that moment. I think I even said it to Michael too. I'm like Lord. I don't know. God tested your auntie over here. Your auntie. I don't know if I'm this strong. Yeah. yeah. But uh, one thing I feel you have 15 minutes to cry. And after that, we got to figure this shit out. You got to figure it out. And especially when I have young kings I'm raising who look up to me. So I have to come in as dad, auntie. Sometimes I'm the auntie and then I'm the mom and then I'm the cousin. I'm the friend. I have a lot of different roles to play in their life as well. Because at first I came off like, okay, you have to be strict and you have to be this. Not with this day and age children. You can't be so strict. You have to have respect. You have to talk to them and listen to them. Mm -hmm. And that's something I wasn't doing. because me being raised my mom ain't sitting there. I'm asking what I want to eat. Or <laughs> how do you feel about this? Sit your ass down. This is what I said. Thanks. Don't open my damn dough. <laughs> da, 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 da. So yeah. now I'm with Michael like, well Michael, do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. What the hell i am raised like this? I'm
1: like, that. No, been but weak. Like, what I
0: hell? <laughs> do you want to eat? One doesn't eat meat. The other one does. Yeah. So we need to get the chef. Can you cook? No. I'm like, oh my God. And you battle yourself because you don't know, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing yeah. the wrong thing? But they are different now from when we being raised yeah, so you do have to but I still I put my firmness there a little bit mm-hmm. but I'm still I'm still the friend too and I know mm-hmm. they say you shouldn't be a friend but I feel I want them to know this is a safe place yes, and come to me without me judging you because yes. at first I was very judgmental mm-hmm. and I mean that's because hey when my, when we was raised if you did something wrong oh girl this, or, this, or, you did something boy you did something. you know people it. just call out that's all mm-hmm. I knew yeah. so now it's like golly you don't like that when you was being raised so maybe right. don't do it to them But the best thing that could have ever happened for us was a life coach. Mm. A life coach and uh, right now I'm trying to find a therapist because every therapist I find child I end up leaving or quitting or thinking they don't understand <laughs> right, right. so maybe I need a little more any good therapist y'all send me an email <laughs> yes. that can relate because yeah. I keep running from the therapy I can't run from the life coach yeah. I love Sharon Green when I tell you she's amazing I love she get, she'll she get me right on together we'll be in there and fuss and she'll be like look here girl so I love her because it's yeah. a safe place she's proven to be a safe place for me to vent because I I usually don't open up because like you said I always got to be tough yeah and even on the show i come off so tough and girl yeah. i'd be behind the comments crying <sighs> and i'm like okay come on and what is what you said no yes. no this is your mommy daddy and, yes. Yes. you know but that's just a de- uh, defense mechanism Absolutely. that we've used and uh, that i use and i know mm-hmm. that's what i've used because it's like you're not gonna hurt me yes. I've, I've been hurt a lot in my life mm-hmm. and i feel sometimes you don't even a- you don't even deserve my friendship because my friendship is really amazing. When I really mess with you, I mess with you. And I'm a big giver. I like to give. I want to see you win. And it's not even always about me bragging and telling what I do for you or what you do. It's just... I need to feel at home with you. Yeah. If you call yourself my family yeah. and it's big because coming from foster care, I never felt it was home mm-hmm. coming over here on this couch. I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, this is my first time here, but it's making me feel home. Yeah. And some friends, I don't go to some people who are saying they're my friends to this day. I don't feel comfortable when I go mm-hmm. to their home. I don't feel that it's a safe place. Yeah. I don't feel that I'm comfortable there and I can just sit on the couch mm-hmm. and ball up and feel at home. And to me, Good. At 47, i realized I want to be places where I really feel welcome and wanted. And if I can't, I don't want to be there.
1: I love it's just that. as
0: easy as that. I don't want to be there.
1: I love that because I think a lot of times I say that all the time. I'm like, mm, I just don't feel safe with you. Yeah. And I realized that you know, with my chi- my childhood trauma, my daddy wasn't there like that. And I'm like, mm, I want a place that feels safe. Yeah,
0: you know, like yeah, I want, I time. want a
1: place that feels safe, and I want people around me that feel I could be a hundred percent myself. But if I want to be crazy, I can be Bougie, crazy. Be if I want to be, <laughs> yes, I can be important. whatever I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good. But I think I, I love that. Are you showing your more emotional side this season, or are you putting that wall up? Um, um, you know what? The <laughs> you seeing a lot what you are seeing you are seeing a little
0: more now you seeing me get people together too now period my you are seeing emotion, you are seeing a more emotional side as yes, well you're yes. seeing me with my life coach I love uh, you get to see me dating uh, Oh, I know right a so, white old white man <laughs> I mean I don't I didn't even understand I'm like well she would have been a black old man I'm like she well, was that okay. such a big deal yeah. about it I'm like I like an older man I like old Victor Newman you know an older distinguished gentleman period but um, I love my black men. don't get that too Yes. As well. And I'm raising too so I yes. definitely got to the love them. Yes. But uh, so you'll see me dating more. You would definitely see more at home with me. Mm-hmm. You definitely see. um the old Marlo to come out a little bit. Oh. You'll see the new Marlo. You'll see the devil. <laughs> you, you'll see that devil trying to get yes. in me. I got to pull out. Yes. And um, you'll just see me.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, I can't be what everyone wants me to be. I can Absolutely be me not. though. I love And it. that's what you're going to always see. Cause I feel a lot of people, they're not authentic to who they are. Yeah. And they don't know when the cameras are up. The cameras are down, girl. You can just be who you are. Yes. Who really are you? Because yeah. I just feel a lot of people act when cameras are up. Yeah. And I'm not good at acting. No, You're going to see it on tiring. my face. Yes, it's tiring. It's tiring. It's so, tiring.
1: And then look, it take you time. But today drain me. Today
0: drain <laughs> me. Oh, girl.
1: i yeah, that's my favorite. I'm like y'all. I've like, y'all, I can't take you today me. Me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes so listen y'all this has been a really good interview it has so been. listen tell us before we go what has been some of the best advice that you have received as a ceo
0: Oh, the best advice. Um, I would say the best advice. I'm going to give you a couple of things that okay. I think are important. But one thing is customer service. Mm. People are always going to remember how you made them feel. Yes. And I feel it's so important whenever I go somewhere, whatever business you're in, just be great. Mm-hmm. Be great with customer service. I ain't mm-hmm. saying be a fool. Now, don't be a damn fool <laughs> and let people come over and get over on you. But treat people well. Don't judge about what they have on, what they're wearing. Because yes. in Atlanta, I've realized it's about circles. Mm-hmm. She's over here. She's Ooh, a child. girl. I don't care about your circle. who yeah. you wear. I don't want anything from you. If it's yes. something that you know I have a talent in, refer people. Yes. If I know that someone needs to come on this podcast, I'm going to hit you up and say, girl, she's a great. We have yes. to spread the love. Yes. We have to want to see your to truly win and not Mm. because you like me or I like you girl Mm -hmm. if you know that I can dress refer me to some customers you know say hey y'all need to reach out to Marlo that girl can really dress I don't care what y'all say about it but she she can can dress dress. (laughs) I don't care what you say she can uh, (laughs) sing or she can dance Mm -hmm. or whatever so I feel customer service is really important I feel learn your craft Mm -hmm. really learn whatever it is watch other people see what they're doing and what makes you better what makes your uh, podcast so amazing Mm -hmm. And I feel that um, you definitely have to get someone to read over things like when you're signing stuff. Very important. Contracts. Um, Get a lawyer. If not, get a friend that's really smart. Mm -hmm. Go to college (laughs) with somebody going to law or something and see if you can get them to read over it. But just know what you're doing. I mean, as in learning it. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm, Don't be afraid because you're going to make a lot. You're going to have a lot of failures. But just get your ass back up and do what you got to do. And don't be afraid to walk in rooms that supposedly you don't belong. Because Mm -hmm. guess what? I go in a lot of those rooms every day if I'm uncomfortable, if I'm going in that room. Because I don't want to be the smartest one in the room. Mm -hmm. If I'm the smartest one in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Because I'm trying to learn something every day. And I want to be around people who want to teach me, who want to see me excel and do good.
1: Yes, I love that. And I love, like you said in your story, that you just had faith and you You just started. Because red carpet uh, walked. So they archive corrupt. Okay, okay, that part. (laughs) Talk to me. It sure did. Yes, I love it, y'all. Uh, I, I hope did you enjoy this interview? I this really did. Good. The energy
0: was good. Yes. It's positive, And I'm just glad that you really want to get to know of more about course. Marlo.
1: Yes. Listen, yes. y'all. Y'all stay tuned. We're holding you accountable, Marlo. We want to see Please. more about the business, more about the the things you're doing in the foster care system. Like we wanna see, we wanna get to know Marlo. Right. Well, <laughs> I promise
0: that I'm gonna deliver that more. Yes. I'm gonna be more open with y'all, let you see when I have my bad days. Yes. And just do it because really low key, I'm a, I'm a private person. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. I do what's on the show and I'll see it and I'll hate it. Oh girl, I look back someday. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> they got me looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it does feel good. Just showing, <laughs> like show people everything. My yeah. foster care Fridays, definitely tuning it out on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. I just go live with Erica Thomas on that. And it's, it's similar to this. It's just his passion. We're just spreading awareness. We're talking about our stories. Yeah. We're talking about other women who, and men, whoever, are successful and came from the foster care yes. system and they never want to talk about it right like it's something that people don't spread awareness i'm like why no. are you ashamed of it right, right there's other kids that are watching that are in foster care we want to let them know there's hope for you too just Absolutely. because you're in foster care don't mean you can't be great the next michelle obama the next mm-hmm. marlo hampton yes you're the next year so yes, it's yes. just but i'm definitely gonna um definitely hold me accountable and I'm I gonna know. deliver
1: <laughs> yes y'all okay. this is a good episode of the ghetto ceo podcast make sure you guys like comment subscribe do all the things go leave a review go tell a friend we cannot wait for you to keep tuning into these episodes because we keep finding Fine. CEOs that's willing to give us the transparent truth about behind being a ceo mm-hmm. so i will see you guys in the next episode bye y'all